I'm Bobby Navia. And I'm Dorian Weinzimmer. Welcome I'm back. Sh- oh, fuck you. Oh, no, no oh. we're going to introduce... Okay, start over. Okay, start- you're going to introduce us again? <laughs> Got it. No, are we? I, we don't have to. I didn't think about it. I guess we should mention that we have guests. <laughs> Otherwise, people might be under the assumption that Jeremy and Sean have just been rolled into the couch collective. You know, you should have you <laughs> just went off on Sean right now. Like, <laughs> no, motherfucker. Hey. This is... Uh- <laughs> ow, ow. Dorian, stop, yeah. stop. Dorian. <laughs> Just done some black dynamite shit. Yeah. <laughs> I even got to look. <laughs> um, we can leave all that in, too. I don't really care. I'm it's good fine. with that. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But That's we, the content people crave and come here it, for. This is what, exactly. This is what all 40-odd of our listeners come here for. <laughs> more and more each episode, be, I feel like at... I feel like at a later date, like in the next 10 episodes, just us bullshitting for 30 minutes is going to be the, the beginning of the episode. Yeah. And it's like, cool, now we're all warmed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the next 30 minutes is just going to be about the trailer <laughs> episode out. Well, it's good because you're training yourself to leave space for all those ad dollars that are going to start rolling exactly. in. You know? oh, yeah. This is where all that, mm-hmm. uh, y- you know, what uh, butcher box ads and shit like that are going to go. <laughs> Food mailed to Perfect. you. Yeah, exactly. Rhode Island tourism. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get your ass out here. <laughs> you guys ever check out stamps.com? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just start doing ads in, in hopes yeah. that money yeah. shows up. Oh, you should check out my new Casper mattress. That's <laughs> yeah, so good. Mm. Get, get a box of undies from <laughs> Mac Weldon. Me undies, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Mac Weldon is apparently like the new thing. Yeah. I'm still are a they, undies guy. They're, they're beating they're, out Duluth Trading because they got they got a pretty uh, aggressive, uh, you know, campaign going. Campaign, yeah. 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 What do you, what is your underwear shop? Meundies.com. Oh, okay. Gotcha. He's on that OG pod dollar, you know, undies. <laughs> Undie. Yeah. Undie game. Yeah. I buy a lot of shit from podcasts. I just got a quip toothbrush. <laughs> you, you are such a statistic. Yeah. It's, it's literally just like single white male urban yeah. listens to pods habitually. That's every yeah, when I the, the rare times that I do listen to podcasts with ads in them, and, or even just you know YouTube videos that of course you know have those ads, I'm always like, who actually like clicks on this shit? Now I know. Now I know. Sean Hilner, ad clicker. Hell yeah. 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 Oh, uh, I guess the repetition. They would say clickable. clickable. Oh, it's clickable. Thank you. Yes. I'm all, well because I'm always shocked that it's just like it's always just the same ad every like ten minutes, and I'm like, right. I'm listening to this episode. Like you've already, but I guess you do need to hear it like six times before you're finally like, man, maybe I should look into that quip. Man, I do need yeah. that new fancy <laughs> well, toothbrush. And, and also, the 15 second skip button is super helpful to get through those. It's like because there's the 15 second spot, then sometimes there's like a 30, mm-hmm. and yeah, two clicks or one, and you're <laughs> you're through Luckily, it. I've never had to deal with ads in. The three pod, four podcasts I've made. Do you have ads for them? Uh-uh. No, because uh-uh. like the one I get paid for is branded, so it's right. like sure. a podcast by Basecamp. We don't we don't take sponsorship or anything. Mm-hmm. And then none of the other ones have listeners. We make our own <laughs> money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we print it right here. Yeah, in house <laughs> monopoly money. Speaking yeah. of, what are your podcasts? It's uh, sustainable. Uh, so I make a podcast called Rework. Mm, okay. uh, previously, it was a show, a sort of different show called The Distance. Uh, I make Edgard's Secrets of the Forgotten Tower, which I'll plug again at the end of this one. I love The Distance, by the way. It was a good show. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And um, Rework really fell off the rails, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, all, it's, all it's leaving a lot to be desired, but yeah, okay. And then on Thursdays, uh, we release a show called Neil Runs for Mayor about a friend of mine that ran for mayor of Chicago. Oh, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's still going, so people done with that shit. Nice. Who's Neil voting for in the runoff? Um, we haven't asked him yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that going to be like the center of uh, an episode, like who he votes for and why? Uh, no, we are going to cover the runoff, I think. But okay. I, right now, it's just like we have an episode coming out tomorrow uh, that I just finished cutting um, about like what he's up to next. Okay. So got like a really nice interview with Paul Vallis because they're working together. Sweet. And that dude is the sweetest old man. Paul Vallis. Yeah. Nice. Except he like. Spit pita chips on my microphone. <laughs> Did you have to Did put it in the wash? Do. How do you clean a microphone cover? <laughs> <laughs> Dust gingerly on thigh. Okay. Yeah. For anyone listening, that yeah, <laughs> probably sounded awful. Yeah. <laughs> I think they just tell you to buy a new one. Just <laughs> <laughs> get another one. Uh, do you want to start the show over? I'm sorry. Yeah, it started. Sean. Yeah, this no, is, we're, we're good. All, all right. seven minutes of this is. Complete in the show. Perfect. Yeah, um, this is final product. Yeah, right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the this final. Is, this is Jay Zing a podcast. That's what this looks like. Exactly. One take. What is the show? <laughs> the yeah. show is called The Couch. This what do you is, guys do on the couch? This is how we juice rocks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> U.S. What will we be talking about today, Sean? Yeah, quite well, a quite a fucking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you right now. Uh, welcome back to the couch, everybody. It's episode fifty. This is a, this is a monumental Ooh, episode. Big five, five zero. I haven't looked at the date yet. I think last week when we recorded forty nine, when we reviewed Beach Bum trailer. Yeah. Today we'll be reviewing the Beach Bum movie. Because uh, all four of us went to Music Box this past Monday to check it out. Yep. Uh, I think last week was the one-year anniversary of us doing The Couch. Oh, the, yeah. No, that sounds about right. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. this is monumental in a lot of ways. Also, it, you know, since we average around an hour per episode, there's over two days worth of Bobby and I bullshitting about <laughs> movies available on the internet. There is. Yes. <laughs> what a nightmare thought that is. <laughs> it hit me when we did episode 48. I was like, there's 48 hours of this shit out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our first episode was like a. I think it was the only one that was that I posted that was like a, an hour and a half long. Yeah, that was really that long. Was it. Yeah, and we then, were doing a full a full dump. Yeah, um, a full nervous first podcast dump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of a full dump, what movie are we reviewing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, like I said, we all went to go see the Beach Bum, so we're actually going to sit here today with Jeremy Vranich, hello, and Sean Hildner, hey, and uh, talk about talk about slash review Beach Bum the movie. Yeah. So, I want to know how do we do we want to start off positive or do we want to start off negative? Well, I think we should start off we can safely say we all none of us liked this movie, right? Nope. <laughs> I'm not saying I, think, I didn't like I it. I think Bobby liked it. I think I li- I liked it. Yeah. Okay. That was a, okay. That doesn't mean I don't have negative things to say about it. Sure. For yeah. Sure. yeah. I mean, I disliked it and I have some positive things to say about it. So okay. We'll I think maybe middle. we're like you and I are on the same page. What about you, Jeremy? Thumbs up, thumbs down. We got to come up with a a thing. A, yeah. a rating system? A rating system. Yeah. Yeah. I give this, uh, on the couch rating system, I give this one and a half cushions. <laughs> I give it I give it one Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle quote being, I wish I had four hands, so I give those titties four thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you? I, I have nothing clever to say after that, but uh, <laughs> not, not great. Not my favorite movie. Okay. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so if you're listening to this podcast, full spoilers. If you didn't see it, yeah, I mean, there's not lost. much to spoil anyway. It really is. Yeah, it's if you've seen the trailer, it's exactly that. Yeah, there's nothing. There's like really... one thing to spoil. We're what the spoil super it. obvious the ending? I want to talk about <laughs> what the super obvious ending? No. Oh. Yeah. Isla Fisher dies. Oh yeah. 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 Well, that's I cared about that as about as much as the movie <laughs> did. So. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's start off positive. Let's talk about the best part of the movie. We all agreed at the end it was Martin Lawrence. Yeah. Martin Lawrence shows up in the middle of this movie as Captain Whack, a person who gives dolphin tours. Yeah. The world's worst dolphin <laughs> tour <laughs> guide. Tour yeah. Guy. <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> Which Corinne's explanation and description of that character was even better than anything he actually did in the movie, That's too. True. Just when he said that in the q and I was like, damn, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Is that what... I walked out. Did he say he's the worst? Yeah, the he, said, worst? he just said he wanted to write the world's worst dolphin tour guide. and <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> that's what he wrote. And nice. then, yeah, he just loves Martin. He said Martin Lawrence has been his favorite comedian. Yeah. Like, forever. And so he was just like, what the fuck is that guy up to? Yeah, he right. just got a hold of him. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Yo, you want to play the world's worst dolphin tour guide? <laughs> I like that last week's episode. I feel like you ended up, Jeremy, coming out on top with, with calling Martin Lawrence yeah, for, I, like, I, your I, team and uh, just... Looking forward to him and him delivering. Yeah, I don't know how that happened, but I'm <laughs> glad it did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, also, that that point he made too about uh, in the Q and A when he was talking about, I thought it would be funny too, where clearly he was never in Nam, but he spoke like he was in Nam. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that's who this character in any other movie would have been, and mm-hmm. it would have been like actually an old guy, actually missing a leg or something. And yeah. So he was like, oh, just pretend you're that guy, but be awful at that, too. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> this eccentric Vietnam vet. Anyway, I thought I that guess, was a little funny thing. I mean, I guess in a lot of ways, too, is like he was the only person in this movie who had anything to gain by being in this movie. Like everybody else is pretty well, like Matthew McConaughey, Zac Efron, sure, Snoop yeah. Dogg, Jimmy Buffett. Like they're all making money. They're doing fine. Right. You know, Martin Lawrence was just like, damn, nobody's asked me to do anything for a while. I should probably bring it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else was like, oh, so I can just be a fucking wasteoid and you'll pay me? Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah, that's what I do. So I'm fine with it. (laughs) And that's what they did. Sean, thoughts on Martin Lawrence? It was fine. It was fine. (laughs) It's definitely like the most laughs. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And blood. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, There's blood. blood There's blood. Very funny shark attack. Yeah. Yeah. 
Nice fake big digital shark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> I thought he would have just gotten swallowed up. Yeah, like, that's what he, it looked like. Yeah, and then when he had the leg lost, I was like, okay, this is kind of it funny. Just, it was just a foot. It was just, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. it was just a foot. Yeah, right, 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 right. Um, all right, let's go down the list with some of the characters, because I feel like last episode we talked about Snoop Dogg. Sean, you said you weren't looking Man, forward to Snoop Dogg. he was awful. Which is kind of funny, because he's the one person I thought wouldn't be in the movie a lot, and he's fucking he's everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's start with Snoop. What did we all think about Snoop? Absolutely horrid. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. even good at playing himself, which he's usually great at that. Right. At, at, like you know, he clearly has a character and a persona that he makes a lot of money off of and does very well. And he wasn't even like slick or sexy or cool, really. I, I feel like they didn't give him a lot of moments to shine. I feel like they were trying to cram him into the character. Yeah, and it's like no, you should have just again, like you did with everyone else, just let them sort of be. <laughs> well, they, yeah, they they had to spend all this time like making it seem like Moondog was actually cool enough to hang out with Snoop. Right. <laughs> it was uh, like okay. that seemed to be what most of those scenes were, rather than Snoop just like being cool. It was always like he had to be like laughing at and entertained by Moondog. <laughs> right. And right. it was like, well, that's not very fun. <laughs> yeah, making <laughs> like, Snoop like almost the straight edge yeah. or like the straight man to his to Moondog's comedy is stupid. I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so, you know, for, for somebody that I wasn't expecting much from anyway, he still somehow felt underutilized. Yeah. Which I don't get. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't bother me too much. I I, th- I thought he was okay in the movie. I'm not going to say, like, I completely 100% like, liked him in the movie. Um, I'm trying, um, but uh, he was in it enough for me not to, like, care mm-hmm. about him enough. So, like, for me, I was just kind of like, for the movie that I'm watching right now, like, this is kind of the right amount of Snoop Dogg. Like, I'm fine. It's good. You're really only showing up in places where, like, who knows? He might just be a hallucination to Matthew McConaughey's character, for for all I know. Because mm-hmm. he only seemed to show up in the moments where, like, they were really smoking. Yeah. Quite a bit. <laughs> you know? So, so that was about it. Um, I did kind of find it funny that she, he was, like, carrying on an affair with Moondog's wife. Let's, okay. Let's, we can talk about that later, because I, I have some stuff to say You got some that. stuff to say about it? Okay, cool. Yeah. Um... What do we think about Moondog? Matthew McConaughey as Moondog. Just as insufferable as I imagined. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much exactly as expected. I mean, there was even, like, he had that line late in the movie that was just like, you know, don't hate me because, like, the universe has conspired for me to always have a good time or something. It's like, no, 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 I can hate you for that, like, <laughs> really <laughs> easily. I find it easy. You could still, you know, through your own wherewithal, uh, you know, expect better and act better. Right. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> like, that's not an excuse in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, no, I mean, I, I pretty much everything, you know, it was like Jeremy and I were taking a piss after the movie. And it was the perfect place for a post-film discussion of the beach bum was in two urinals next to each other. Yeah. Um, and uh, we were just like, wow, we just nailed everything <laughs> right. on right. our trailer review. Everything we were afraid of this movie being, it, it was. And I was like, wow, yeah. yeah. Even Jeremy's comment that I, you know, uh, uh uh, retaliated against last week about you know no Harmony Corinne's not an art school fuck he's actually lived this deplorable life and, yeah. and has which is still true but this movie felt the most like an art school fuck thinking what how cool it would be to be a degenerate who just has the world like hand him everything whenever he wants it without him trying at all yeah mm-hmm. well said yeah so I yeah to say to say the least I think this entire movie finds Harmony Corinne at his worst and this is a guy who wrote kids. <laughs> so that's saying a lot. <laughs> like after the movie ended, my overall feeling was like, all right, I enjoyed that. I remember we were walking to to the bar afterwards and I I told everybody like that was that was a better drug experience for me than than climax. <laughs> uh but like I, I I didn't hate the movie, but I also at the same time I don't, I don't think it's like the greatest thing I've ever seen. It's not like uh I think a lot we talk a lot about on the podcast like my my level of liking things is if I'll buy it. Like Probably never buy this movie. Probably never recommend it to anybody. It's just sort of <laughs> like, hey, yeah, it's it's there. It's yeah. good if you want to check it out. It's fine. Um, I think it's like a. I think it's a, a a a good time. Like I had a good time watching it. I did have like a lot of genuine good laughs um, watching it. But uh, you know, there were a few moments where I was just kind of like, where I thought there was going to be like an inkling of a story, and then it just was like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and in those moments, I really thought like. Oh man, dude, don't fuck this up. Like, don't turn into Moondog in this. And he didn't. But then, like, the movie just did it anyways. And I was like, God. I I feel like I can't remember. I wish I could remember the exact scene, but I know we talked about it a little bit briefly after we saw it. But Mm. there was like a scene where I realized, okay, this 
this movie's never going to take itself seriously. Like it doesn't it doesn't care. And it feel it felt like um it might have been after one of those lines where he's talking about like all I want to do is have a great time. Mm-hmm. It's probably somewhere halfway through. And uh, I was still waiting for something uh to happen that I cared about or anyone to give a shit about or there to be actual consequences for anything. Uh and then I realized like this is basically a like a really pretty Lonely Island video or like an SNL <laughs> or like an SNL skit. It's so good. It's just a fucking two hour SNL skit where the only reason it's funny is because there's famous people not being who you, you they usually are. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's sort of like when you're in high school and the popular kids make a piece of quote unquote art or like a video and the whole school laughs at it because it's like, oh, that's the hot guy and the pretty girl doing something funny, you know, or like they're making a joke video in like telecom class for the first time. And the only reason it's funny is because of who they are. Do you know what I mean? Did you have telecom class in high school? I was just about to ask you, did did you make this video? AV club. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we had AV or whatever. But at any rate, that's an ultra-specific example. I guess the more universal one would be Saturday Night Live, where their skits go on for far too long, they're not actually very funny, and the only reason you're (laughs) laughing in there in the first place is just because, hey, let's watch Isla Fisher get eaten out while riding Matthew McConaughey's face on a beach, like, I guess, and and ordering more mimosas. You know, (laughs) it's not... If it was anyone else, maybe I would have cared more, but I wouldn't be laughing as much, which I wasn't laughing that much. (laughs) Anyway... Did anyone else agree with that? I was was trying to be as succinct (laughs) as possible, but yeah. It's a never-ending bad SNL skit. That's really really pretty. I mean, it's a really good way to put it, yeah. uh, I mean, it really really did. It even, like, you know, it it ended up having, like, a very episodic kind of quality to it just because also it was like, okay, we're going to bring in, like, you know, now Jonah Hill's going to be in for 10 minutes, and then he's going to, like, tap out and call on Zac Efron, and he's going to show up for 10 minutes, and, like, that's a you know that's a quality that a lot of movies I don't think is innately a bad thing. A lot of movies fuck it up though, like when they have that episodic quality. Um, it usually ends up just feeling like yeah, this is a series of like vignettes and not like a full yeah. you know comprehensive thing. Some movies have done it very well, of course. Um, look at you know most of a lot of P.T. Anderson's work. I mean, he's done a lot of that type of uh, filmmaking in the past. But um, uh, but yeah, I mean for this one, it was like. I get it. It made sense for the character because he is just sort of like Moondog is just sort of like meandering through life sure. and like will just kind of like latch on to whoever's interesting around him until he gets bored or like they're past diverge and he's just fine like letting it go and like walking away. Yeah. So but, you know, I, again, like I just didn't think, you know, a that like these episodes, let's call them, were that funny and, you know, and, and b that they went on like way too damn long as well. It was like, I, you know, I was thinking about it after the movie, too. It's like. That's kind of one of the biggest shortcomings of comedy is that if the jokes don't land, like there's nothing else to be interested in, period. Right. Like yeah. if it's not funny to you, then there's nothing like, you know, there's drama movies that even like, oh, I don't really care about these characters, but the visual storytelling is really brilliant or the way that they're using sound or music is like really affecting me. And that's like really, really good. But with the comedy, it's like if the jokes don't land like that's it, it's over. It sucks. Like you can't sit there and go like, well, I mean, you know, the movie's even gorgeous, you know. It's beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Benoit Davies shot the shit out of that. But even that was, like, halfway through, I was like, why didn't you just go work with, I mean, you worked with <laughs> Gaspar Noé, man. Like, just go do something for somebody else. Like, your talents could have been put to such better use with literally, like, any other movie. Um, so, yeah, you know, and that, that was obviously a big, uh, you know. Uh, deterrent for most of us, it seems, is that, you know, the humor wasn't landing. So it was just like, it doesn't matter what else you do here, man. Like, (laughs) you made a comedy and it's not funny. So I'm kind of done. Also, that theater ate it up, though. There was a lot of laughs going on in the in the house. Uh, yeah, yeah, the other, yeah, there was. Wait, what was that? The comment oh, sent yeah. behind. Oh, oh, yeah. As soon as the movie ended, this guy behind me turned to whoever's sitting next to him and just goes, "That was." Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> just like I mean, that's usually my experience at the music box, though. It's like yeah. most seventy-five percent of the theater at any music box screening walks into that theater ready to love whatever is playing. Sure. I mean, we saw Ready Fucking Player One there. Yep. And yep. people were like eating that shit up. There was the part where who was it? The uh, when uh, H uh, Lena Waithe's character, she like kicks some guy out of a van. And, like, this dude next to me was, like, <laughs> laughing so hard. And then he goes, well, that's going to leave a mark. 
I was like, I kind of wish I was that stupid, like that I could enjoy this fucking thing. Like when that whole shining abortion happened, yeah. like people were like cheering in that theater. I was like, we're at an art house theater and this guy is literally pissing on Kubrick right now. And you're eating it up. You're like lapping up every fucking drop of Spielberg's fucking Kubrick, you know, uh, grave dirt laden urine <laughs> like, asking for more basically it's like it's so fucking pathetic it's, yeah but yeah I don't know I just a lot of people seem to really enjoy it I don't get it <laughs> um, so there's a lot of moments in the movie that I kind of I remember when we talked last week we talked about how Spring Breakers like uh, it, it looked kind of like the same thing like Beach Bum but by the end of it, it had something sort of profound to say. Totally. Right? It had a little bit more of a substance that I was expecting. That had a story, too. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. So there are moments in this movie that start, but they never they never get there. Yeah. One moment that was like really, really, like literally broke my heart. It was really beautiful is uh, during the wedding. Um, uh, oh, because Moondog is married to uh, Isla Fisher's character. Who I think it's Isla, by the way. Isla? Is it Isla? I think so. Isla Fisher. Uh, he's married to Isla Fisher, and um, she is a millionaire, or is very, very wealthy. So this is w- why he gets a free ride. It's one of these lines in the movies. Multi-millionaire. Multi-millionaire. Yeah. And so um, they have a daughter, and the daughter's getting married to a guy that nobody likes, and everybody... That might have been the kind of like the best running joke in the movie, is just them pissing on on that guy, just talking shit about him. Limp dick? Limp dick. Um, but, milk uh, drinking closet case. Milk drinking closet <laughs> case. <laughs> that was a good line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's this moment in uh, after she's gotten married, and it's uh, the after party, and um, Moondog jumps into a, a a pool and swims around for a little bit, and then I forget the song that's playing. It's a song by The Cure. I think oh, that's yeah. the daddy daughter dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he gets out of the pool and like dances with her, and like. There was like that moment, and also uh, another moment that I'm gonna let Sean highlight. Uh, that uh, were really like sweet to me. Like it felt like the movie trying to like have a heartbeat and trying to give you something of a story and give me something more deeper to Moondog than what was just in the trailer. And then like the movie just completely abandons abandons it for a good raucous good time. You know that uh, for the 94 for all 94 96 minutes is not really a, a good time. Like, to watch. <laughs> uh, the other moment is when, uh, after the wedding, him and Isla Fisher are are driving around, and they're high and everything, and they get in a car accident. And she's in the hospital, and uh, I think she tells him, like, she dies in the hospital, but doesn't he, she calls her, like, a... She calls her him, like, a fuck-up, right? Like, says, like, you're a fuck-up or something. If I couldn't hear what her line was, but um, there's this moment, this moment between the two of them where she just dies. And he's like standing there watching her her die and if we were to try if i was to try and attach any sort of story to this movie which let me be clear i know it doesn't but you know devil's advocate here uh if i were to attach any sort of story i would think this is this is this is the reason why he goes on this journey that he does it's because this person dies right um his wife his wife dies uh well and and she withholds the money from him that's exactly. really why he goes on the that's journey. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. true. That's true. It's not that's that true. she died; it's right. that he didn't get the money. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like that, that part of the story uh, is uh, what do you call it? Yeah, when he when she dies, she has a will, and there's money entrusted to him, but like he can't get it unless he finishes this epic novel that he's he's writing throughout the movie and stuff. But um, Sean Isla Fisher, I thought I really enjoyed their relationship. Yeah, I mean. Spoiler alert, she's in this movie for 10 minutes like yes, everyone yeah. else. Um, <laughs> the only time that I believe he loses his smile is there's that moment when he sees uh, his wife in lingerie. Is that his name? Lounge? Lingerie. It's lingerie. Yeah. Someone just, pronounces it lingerie, which is a hilarious portmanteau. <laughs> That's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> um, I would have liked that better. <laughs> he lingerie. sees his wife in lingerie, who I think he knows are fucking. Yeah. Um, and they're fine with it, but he sees them together for the first time and he loses his smile. And I was like, oh shit, we're going to have like real emotions and stuff. Yeah. And then 
just puts a smile back on and yeah. continues moondogging. But and we've also watched him cheat on her like seventeen times already at this Absolutely. point in the movie. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, why is this? Uh, like, why am I supposed to feel bad for you that your wife is cheating on you and all you do is cheat on her? Oh you know? yeah, like, no, I, I'm not saying I felt bad for him. I think <laughs> that was the only time that you might think he's a comp- more complicated character than he actually is. <laughs> right. <though. laughs> yeah. Like that, that, there was so so much potential for drama and story in their relationship, and then it's over in ten minutes, and well, you don't care about anything, and he goes back to being Moondog. And I mean, you, you can't help but I, I think maybe just because there wasn't a lot uh, of substance going on to, to the film, so like I, I can't help but um, you know think like how much of this is Harmony Corinne you know, writing himself into some of these roles or situations, just just wondering, you know, where is this coming from? Why 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 are you choosing to highlight these things and these awful people? And um and there is some sort of philosophy woven into the to the film, um, you know, about like the the good parts of excess and and self indulgence and how that's not always a bad thing. I mean again the whole line about like all I want to do while I'm here is just have fun. I think that's literally but mm-hmm. almost almost verbatim what he says. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's during like a montage sort of slow-mo moment and you're like, oh, okay, I guess that's the point of the fucking movie then, I, you know, which is s- stupid to me. But anyway, um, because obviously no one lives a consequence-free life for the most part. And then he made that – there was that line that Jonah Hill actually made and I think it was the maybe hardest hitting for me anyway where he said uh, – my favorite part about being rich is being able to shit on poor people and everybody just has to take it. That was the best line in the movie. In the yeah, movie. It was. And yeah. then they both started laughing and it almost seemed like a really genuine laugh, to be honest with you. I don't know if, you know, <laughs> I don't know where it came from. But, um, and then I'm just like, man, like, I fucking hate everyone in this thing. Like, everyone. The, this, if this entire thing, and it happens towards, you know, later in the movie. It's, cu- it's close to the end. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, so is this really. Uh, I just I want to know what you're trying to say here, and if it's those two things, those two quotes, then like fuck you, and it and like yeah, yeah. you know I just felt like such a like a fuck you to to Harmony Corinne, and then and then he came out on stage for the Q and A, and kind of just said fuck you to all of us. Like it, the first twenty minutes, he's he was playing beats off of his cell phone, not yeah. talking to anyone, and not, not most- even. Not that's, even talking to the Q and A. I mean, I I've heard he's a jerk. And yeah, stuff. that's like most of his Q and A's and interviews. He just kind of is like, yeah, fuck it. But after that movie, and then you're, yeah. and then I'm like, okay, so you're Moon Dog. You love just <laughs> shitting on people that don't like you, and you don't care. And I'm like, so then why do I care? I don't know. The whole thing would just felt like so fucking offensive and annoying to me at that point. I'm like, yeah. get me out of this theater. Well, even the you know him, and, you know, again, spoiler alert for whatever story there is in this movie. There's barely any, but. Uh, <laughs> Lo and behold, when he gets all of the money from this will for writing this book, he just burns it all, which was like, I, yeah, like the first thing I thought of was like, okay, most obvious idea that you could go with here. And then also made me think, yeah, too, about Harmony. When I mentioned last week that like Harmony Corinne just like burned his house down when right. he got bored with life. Oh, yeah. I was like, that's right. okay, yeah, you just, you straight up, like, as I said, you're, you made this movie about yourself instead of as yourself. And like, that's what the big disconnect was for me. Um, you know, you made it, you like turned your own life story kind of into a comedy in a way rather than like made a movie as Harmony Corinne. Well, and obviously it's completely devoid of self-reflection. Like, right. He, yeah, he literally exactly. wrote no consequences yeah, into right. any he's of like, his actions. He's like, this like, is the shit I did. And yeah. guess what? It all worked out. Yeah. You know? And now I get to be with an Academy Award winner. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I liked, I, I dug the movie more uh, before Harmony Corinne came on stage, given that I've never seen him talk before. Mm. And then as I was watching him, I was just like, yeah, I kind of fucking hate this movie. Like, you're just, <laughs> you're just kind of ruining, like, this sort of, I don't really have any skin in the game, good time I just had with these, with these characters that I'll never repeat, it'll never happen again. And and that's it. And so, like I told Jerry, I was just like, I'm gonna wait in the lobby. I'm I'm, I'm gonna leave because yeah. dude's kind of killing my buzz right now for whatever <laughs> reason. <laughs> I think we were the only people to walk out. <laughs> I wish I wish we were yeah. closer to the front. Right. I, I, I wish <laughs> yeah, we would have just stood up. Yeah. Because you can only see like the first two rows when you're actually shitting on stage right. there. Like yeah. when we did the rot uh, screening there, and Brand and I went up there for a Q and A. Because I've heard people mention it before. Where like somebody even in the fifth row is like trying to ask a question they're like where are you and i'm like it sure. can't be that hard to see him and yeah. then like brand and i were up there and i was like well you can't see past like the first row the first it's row. just like black uh-huh. <laughs> yeah so there's no way he knew we left which i was a little bummed out about i was like i kind of wish <laughs> harmony corinne would say some shit about us leaving right now because i'd yell some shit right back <laughs> yeah oh totally 
You should no question. You should have. You should have. I'm just... living consequence free, man. Fuck it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> tell you what I want. I'm trying to have a good time. You just killed my buzz for 95 fucking minutes, motherfucker. All right. <laughs> I saw Gummo here last week, and I had more fun watching Gummo. <laughs> You should have. Uh, you should have got. You should have just gotten up and called them a racist, <laughs> bad batch style. <laughs> bad batch style. <laughs> uh, not that I need like or was even expecting a lot of like character development in this movie, but I just I hate it when it was, like the entire movie. It's like we're just being told things about Moondog and just expected to like believe it. Like constantly they're calling him a genius and that he's brilliant and all this stuff. And the whole time you're like, I've seen zero evidence of this. Period. And then even the whole relationship with Isla Fisher, I thought was like. I don't know. I don't get offended by the stuff, but fairly offensive in the sense that, like, she, there, everybody is telling him how much she genuinely loved him. Like, even lingerie, who was cheating with him or was cheating with her, uh, even says, like, man, she, like, she didn't love me, though. She loved my dick, but she didn't love me. She loved you. And, like, all McConaughey ever says in response to this is, like, I know. He never says, like, I loved her. There's no reciprocation here. Like, he didn't fucking care when she died, honestly. Yeah. Like, getting the money was just, like, a new, you know, obstacle for him to overcome without trying. And, like, that's all it was for him to just ultimately, like, and, and, you know, it's like they pretend to give him something to care about, but then he doesn't even care about that, Mm -hmm. you know, in the end. And it's like, you just told me all these, you know, it's like rule number one of fucking visual (laughs) storytelling (laughs) is show me, don't tell me. And you told me and never even bothered to show me. <laughs> like, right. you know, some most movies are guilty of just doing both to some degree, where it's like you've told me and showed me. This just tells you and then doesn't even bother. Like, all you ever see is like, oh, he, you know. And then, I don't know, any movie that starts with a cat in, like, the internet age, too, I'm like, you are just fucking pandering, you piece of shit. Like, <laughs> show anyone with a cat right now and half the audience is like, oh, my God, I love this movie. There's a cat. Like, <laughs> you like, you had such an opportunity like every movie is such a fucking opportunity you know to like actually do something and like even if that thing is just entertainment and that's fine you know when you just like squander it like this and like shove that in the audience's face even like how much you're squandering this opportunity that whole movie was just harmony corinne saying like i don't even fucking care man i'm just making this because i know you'll eat it up i don't give a shit i didn't try I'm just trying to have fun. And it's like, that is like, that is offensive to me. That pisses me off. As a filmmaker who's really trying to like, you know, put things in front of people that will challenge them. It's like they constantly, you know, audiences are constantly rejecting these types of challenging works because they can just get this shit thrown in front of their face, lowest common denominator. Mm. And like, that's the like level of discourse that is like out there in the cinema world now. And any, and you know, so it's like, sure, whatever he's doing his thing, you're doing your thing. It's totally different. It's like, no, no, no. When you are like, lowering the level of conversation that much that does fuck with my thing you know and that pisses me off it's like you know if if people are so you know it's like we don't need to get into this whole thing but (laughs) you know with like trump and just having this like limited vocabulary it's like a limited vocabulary dumb makes you dumber right you know because you can only see the world in those terms this is like the cinematic equivalent of that yeah fuck this movie (laughs) damn (laughs) you're here damn Uh uh-oh are we about to die We're at right a thousand. Now, We're at a thousand. It how, is getting CO2 heavy in here. How, oh, are, we yeah? how, are, we, how are we more poisonous this time <laughs> than last time? when you start getting like, headaches and shit. Ooh, Ooh. Wow. What? Oh, we're back down to 9999. Oh, okay. I think it was all that hate. <laughs> all, that, all that hate Dorian was just is, spewing. Did, all you decided to do is just turn it up. I was breathing down. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Ball of our CO2 right meter in our, the studio just went off. Yeah. For those listening and in true <laughs> in true hildner form you just unplugged it yeah that's what Problem you do solved. that's what you do <laughs> yes yeah yeah there's a lot of uh fuck you to the audience which like i understand is a big part of art you, you know <laughs> like uh, uh, challenging people in various ways and obviously some artists choose to challenge their uh the viewer by saying fuck you but I, I'm yeah. not saying I have to appreciate it. I, I, I guess that's well, what this, I'll say. Well, and this didn't even have anything to like challenge us with. It was like literally just the cinematic equivalent of "I'm rich, bitch." Yeah, like that's yeah, that's, that's right. it. Yeah. yeah, that was it. It didn't have anything to say. You know, like I'm fine with art that says "fuck you" to the audience. Most of his other movies say "fuck you" to the audience, but they actually have something to like, you know, say beyond that. And then this was just like mm. reduced down to no. I just how about we do just the "fuck you" part? What's that look like? It looks like the beach bum. <laughs> What sucks, too, is, I mean, he can get away with it because it's the only thing that looks and might feel superficially 
like artsy or elevated to people that are trapped in like studio hell, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> making studio movie after studio movie. So then like or big studio, you know, like Marvel or whatever, you know, your agent's trying to get you to sign on to. So then like taking this feels like something refreshing. And it's like, that's sad. There's something sad in that because like that's why it's getting made too. He has enough clout to where he can pull this weight, you know, get the right actors, which gets the movie only funded faster. And then it's like he's making garbage with it. Yeah, it, It's really frustrating <laughs> to, to watch. It really is. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to try and argue the opposite side of what you guys are speaking about right now, just for the sake of conversation. <laughs> um, because one of my coworkers, he's uh, a 21-year-old 21 21-year-old 21 guy, loves Harmony Corinne. I think he's seen everything. He did go to Gummo nice. uh, as well. Oh, yeah. uh, and he's, he's seen... He was all, born when Gummo came out. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like... He he just like really really you know loves uh, loves Harmony Corinne and then like while we were sitting in the theater you know I was commenting to Jeremy we were watching some of the some of the footage they were playing on the screen of like him and Val Kilmer and I'm like I need to find this video of him and Val Kilmer like what the fuck is going on here uh, there was a, a clip of him in a movie with Al Pacino that I watched that was dog shit um, <laughs> so uh, but they were also I think playing some of his shorts and, and stuff too yeah. or, or whatever music like videos and stuff music yeah. videos whatever it was. And so the next day we got, I got, I got back to work and, you know, he loved it. Like hands, he just, he loved this movie. Right. Uh, and I mean, he's not an unintelligent kid. Do you know what I mean? But he like was just like, <laughs> he's like, it's kind of life I want to live, man. I just want to be like free. You know, like that was just his, take it easy, Dorian. <laughs> I'm not saying I agree with this. Okay. I'm just saying like. Like, in speaking about just, like, people who make art and say art to, like, make art to say fuck you, like, there's a percentage of the world that's going to watch this movie. Like, you even sent Jeremy a bunch of us some some Twitter snapshots of people who were saying, like, it's utterly amazing. It's, like, euphoric. It's just, like, re- nuanced. Nuanced. <laughs> yeah. I, that layers, fucking word. Layers of symbolism to unpack. <laughs> What did you say, Dorian? It's just that like was it. amazing how he used drugs to symbolize drugs. <laughs> <laughs> the stroke of genius. Yeah. Um, but I'm just kind of fascinated with like, I'm fascinated with people who will watch this movie and like have that feeling, and that like, I think that's an okay feeling to have. Like, if that's what this movie like does for you, like, I'm never gonna call it nuisanced. But I had a good time watching it, like me personally. Like, no, you can call it nuisanced, just not nuanced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Um, Freudian. <laughs> yeah, even your own soul is telling. I you. know, right? Yeah. Um, but no, like I, I thought about like it being some sort of, uh, and I'm, I, I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to. What is it? Uh, squeeze juice out of a rock, right now? <laughs> Maybe I am, but I don't know. I just felt it felt kind of like a, a weird 21 year old version of like the Odyssey. It was just like someone trying to get home. Like, that's it. Just someone trying to get back home. And his home is Key West, where his cat is, his Cuban or whatever, you know. Didn't uh, Odysseus learn something on his journey, though? I didn't say it was. I said 21 year old. I didn't say. Moon Dog doesn't change. Yeah, right. But I mean, like, the movie tries to make us think he does by, like, I would assume burning the money is supposed to be Harmony Corinne's way of saying, like, oh, like, he learned he didn't need all this access, which it, which. Is he doesn't accomplish, but I mean, I'm assuming just if I try and like think more about this movie, like I would assume that someone could make that argument that, like, well, yeah, all he wanted was all this access, he wanted this money, so he wrote the book and he finally got it. And guess what, guys? He got home and realized that he <laughs> that he didn't, but like, I mean, <laughs> I just I just disappointed Sean. <laughs> so you much. didn't disappoint, I feel me. like I disappoint <laughs> you a lot. No, <laughs> Moondog disappointed me. There you go, yeah. Um. But I mean, I'm just saying that like someone's gonna have that. Someone's gonna have that thought. Someone's gonna have that argument. And like, I guess I don't begrudge anybody having that argument or having that thought, like a positive spin on this movie or a negative one because it is not a good movie. But also at the same time, like I can't deny that like I had a really good time with it. Um, I don't. I don't know if I'll watch any more of Harmony Current's stuff after this, mm-hmm. only because I feel like. Uh, you you mentioned last week on the episode that um, Sean, you had said that like 
you watched like some of his stuff or had you seen any of his just spring breakers yeah. just spring breakers yeah mm-hmm. but that you kind of had like maybe an aversion to going to see some of his like earlier work because yeah non-narrative stuff doesn't really do it for me okay all right so like i'm i'm cool with non-narrative stuff but i just don't know if like based on what i've seen of his if like i'm ready for that non-narrative stuff like and I don't know if, like, I'm not putting Harmony Korine in the same um, category of filmmakers who scare me, like Von Trier or Gaspar Noe, <laughs> but, like, I just don't feel like I'll have, like, I don't feel like Gummo will have, like, that impact on me because I'll just be like, what the fuck is this? Like, like I feel like I'll well, have you, the same you reaction. Should, you should watch it and find no, 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 out. No, no, yeah. I will. No, no, no. I, I mean, will I, say Beach Bum is not indicative of Harmony Korine as a filmmaker. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Up to this point. Dorian, that's who he is. That's who he always has been. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might be, but he made some great shit previously. Like, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm just I, there's with just you. I just there's like three people that are all telling me like I'm throwing the baby out with the bathwater, and like I hate that. You know, it's like no, he made some really great stuff. You know, just because you saw one of his movies that I'm telling you, having seen his stuff, is like a total total divergence for him as a filmmaker, mm-hmm. and didn't like it is no reason not to check out his earlier stuff. Oh, I believe it. I'm just fucking with yeah. you. Yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna watch it. I, I'd like to because now it, I want to see what what made him be able to piss on everyone right. like this. Like, I, I, I want to be like, how good is it? Did you deserve this, this shit fest? I mean, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Does anybody have any like favorite parts of the movies? I know we're all just kind of like highlighting the shitty parts. Well, all of it. I actually really liked some of the editing in it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the editing style, at least in a few scenes, um, was pretty clever in the way that they would take multiple takes of the same conversation, but sort of at different points in the action. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and cut between them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the golf course scene uh, comes to mind. So they they're having one conversation, but it looks like it's happening over a period of maybe half an hour. Okay, even, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, which made me it it made me think that either they have the exact same conversation every single time, <laughs> time. you know, uh, or he's just repeating himself so often that it doesn't matter what he's saying, which okay. I thought was really clever. Yeah, um, they do that same thing with. Uh, when Moondog and Captain Wack get together and Wack is talking about his business, they yep. go from like the boat to the car. Yeah. And he's talking about like. In a single sentence, right. even though, yeah, the cut makes a mm-hmm. period of time elapse. Yeah. 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 I did like that actually. It's clever. Yeah. No, a lot of that, I mean, a lot of that editing comes from like that, like the Dogma 95 school. Cause he, mm-hmm. Harmony Corinne made Julian Donkey Boy is his Dogma 95 movie. Mm-hmm. And like Lars von Trier has a lot of that type of. We just watched The House That Jack Built. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is still the best movie of 2018. That's excellent. Um, but uh, it, you know, th- uh, his style is like a very much reminiscent of that. Like it was funny that we had watched House at Jack Belt just a couple of days before because a lot of the editing in House is very similar to that that editing style in um, in uh, yeah Beach Bum, where it's almost like it's like continuity jump cuts. Yeah, <laughs> right. like a way. <laughs> right. But it wasn't it's like really interesting. It wasn't jarring. No, 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 no. no, no. It's like, definitely done on purpose. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. look like a mistake. Yeah, yeah. I think in film school, we're taught not to do that because it looks like a mistake. Right. But <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, it's right. just a well handled way to do it. Are you, uh, are you doing are you selfies? Texting, are you what texting somebody right now and, I'm, I'm, and whipping I'm blowing, your tongue out? I'm blowing you up so okay. we can put this on your, uh, Damn, are your we Instagram. On, are we on Periscope right now? <laughs> Periscope? <laughs> are you flexing for the Vine? You're on Twitch Is and Vine Periscope. Damn. Oh, man. We're on Vine? Well, better. Better go fix my hair. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> you had some epic, epic hair going on at the screening. Yeah, yeah. I had a, I had showered, but not put any product in my hair, and then had just like a hat on. So I had like, yeah, just some kind of crazy uh, hat head thing going on. Yeah, like a nice little fro. Yeah, it was all. It looks, Fo- it looks soft. Yeah, it, it felt soft. It's good. Oh, you know, before Been using I this forget, new shampoo. It's yeah. <laughs> before I forget, I want to do a public service announcement um, yes. because this is something we've learned within the last year or so. Okay. Um, don't bother with the empanadas at uh, fifty four eleven. Ooh. Good you call. go to the one on the corner by the music box, yes. that little uh, Argentinian grocery store. Yes. Unbelievable empanadas. Did yeah. you guys go there to eat? Yeah, we oh, also yeah. did. Nice. Yeah, nice. it was phenomenal. It was Barina's first time, and he was just like. With a mouthful of empanada, saying "Holy shit! Oh my god!" <laughs> like, <laughs> cheese and chowing it down, down. Yes. <laughs> sticking to his mustache. Yeah, it was it was delicious. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, again, I'll say the cinematography is beautiful. I just wish he was shooting a different movie. <laughs> yeah, um, I did like some of the editing as well. Just the way that you know, uh, even just a lot of the movie itself, like just had that. 
it did a good job of like reflecting the character that the movie was about. You know, we did have this like meandering quality and we're just mm-hmm. kind of like so drunk and high. Sometimes we don't know like where one conversation ended or begun or if we were here or there, you know, when it happened. But it all maintains a fluidity to it that does like, you know, again, that was the part where I saw probably Corinne's directorial hand the most at play was like no there's actually like a talented person that had to be able to like control and manipulate this in a way that it's not just a complete mess right um you know so i I will i will give him credit for that and uh um yeah martin lawrence getting his foot bitten off by a shark was i mean (laughs) high point of the high fucking high points for me for that movie uh i thought i kind of wish jimmy buffett was in it a little bit more yeah i was looking forward to jimmy Jimmy buffett um and he's pretty much just like name dropped yeah they're as, like, oh, there's Jimmy. there's Jimmy there's Buffett. Jimmy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't like that. I, th- that's just a joke, I think, is yeah. when you take someone who, you know, Jimmy Buffett's a fairly wholesome person and mm-hmm. put him in a hot tub with Snoop Dogg and make him say, you know, lewd things with titties out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, right. oh, that's not funny. <laughs> I was actually kind of disappointed in that scene you're talking about because Buffett, everybody is, everybody has women next to them, on them, or behind them, and they are topless. However, Jimmy Buffett's woman was not topless. Poor Jimmy. Well, while the it was the woman who was giving him a massage while he was like talking, mm-hmm. and like she had like a full bathing suit on, and I'm like, damn, what's up with that, man? Why you gotta <laughs> gotta do Jimmy like that? You know, like why you have to do the women what? like that? Yeah, like, exactly. All, oh, <laughs> poor Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, <laughs> I you know I was actually kind of curious. I mean, clearly he has a good sense of humor about his own career, and he knows what he is, uh, Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, but I mean, the people in that movie on some level it's a hyper exaggerated version but they're that's what parrot heads are like i mean you've seen pictures of uh, jimmy buffett concerts like yeah. it's a lot of degenerate shit going going on. oh yeah <laughs> it's an excuse for like boomers and uh, gen xers to just get like shit faced in a field in a swamp and like dress <laughs> like awesome. and dress like captain morgan and assholes and more stuff. power to them i don't want to see it on film <laughs> no no but but what i'm curious about is like I guess I guess he has no fear of people like self-reflecting on their choices and being his fan, yeah. <laughs> and like what you have to do in order to be in that club. But I I just wonder. But he's aware enough, so I wonder if he ever thought like, hmm, should I tie myself to this movie? Like that you know puts that type of behavior on display and like that shitty culture on display. I'm sure I, he's I mean, fine I, with I, it. I mean, yeah, I, apparently he is. He lent a couple songs to the movie, but I just think it's it's kind of funny. I want to yeah. know what he thought when he was reading it, like. Is this a good idea for me and my brand? Oh, he, should we uh, talk about Moonfog, the, oh, uh, the Jimmy oh, Buffett yeah. Snoop Dogg collab? I was going to say, Jimmy Buffett probably actually like does know and respect a lot of Moondog-esque people. Yes. Sure, so sure. he probably no was doubt. like, oh, man, you're giving like, this type of person finally like their spotlight. You know, yeah, that's nobody, true. That's a good point. Nobody talks about this type of person and how, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't I still don't know what the like thesis of this movie like how right. I'm supposed to feel about this guy like right. was I supposed to be like oh these types of people are all right I'm like no they're still as <laughs> shitty as I thought very, I'm so very glad icky. everything worked out for you moon dog <laughs> <Right. laughs> let me go back to my effortful life <laughs> half, halfway through the movie I kept thinking about uh it would have been more uh keeping on this Jimmy Buffett track we got going right now it would have been more uh appealing to me to have Jimmy Buffett in like Snoop Dogg's role and have yeah. him being the one having the affair with the wife and 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 being the ultimate parrot head as as he is the ultimate parrot head you know not that it makes the movie any better but I think it would have pop like, a parrot po- <laughs> <laughs> hashtag just pop call, a parrot. call him that <laughs> That'd be really good. I like that. <laughs> Damn, I didn't know we had the world's biggest Jimmy Buffett fan in the house today. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Huge. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Sean, that song is awesome. Yeah. What's it called again? Moonfog. Moonfog. Yeah. Jimmy Buffett, Snoop Dogg, Collabo, 2019. The did, scene where they're writing it together did it was just come horrible. Mm-hmm. Is it new? It was in the movie. It, it was the credit song. Oh, I no, I know, but okay. So it wasn't. This was not pre-existing. Okay. Art. okay. Oh, yeah. oh no, no, no. Jimmy Buffett the movie, Snoop Dogg yeah. collab before this. <laughs> well, I don't. know. He has a whole show with fucking Martha Stewart, so I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know who he's collabing with next. <laughs> and then I guess we'll throw on one more thing. Go for it. Because I feel like we we keep talking about effort, um, and not that every movie has to have like good people in it. Um, and maybe you guys can chime in and help me out. But something that was really just pissing me off too after a while was. There was no, we were talking about effort and consequence and stuff like that, but this movie almost makes like 
it, it doesn't even bother mentioning that like these people are all horrible to each other. Like, I mean, really mm-hmm. <laughs> like bad and damaging shit. And so I'm constantly just like, dude, what, like what could your daughter have done with that fucking money that you just like blew up or like you, you totally destroyed your daughter's like life. Like she's a fucked up person now. And, right. Like, you or know, could have donated it to, I don't know, anything. anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, again, I know it's just a movie, but after a while, and again, there's nothing really happening of substance. So then I'm just thinking about how awful these people are. And then they're throwing out the rich people <laughs> line. And I'm like, geez, fuck, man. Like this. Is... And it was just really pissing me off about how, like, there was not even one person that was like the voice of, hey, like, we should all be a little nicer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, there's at least usually That's one true, character. And yeah. even in, like, the, like, a violent movie or something, there's like a, yeah. Someone cares about something, or like someone cares about the people dying. I, everyone was just like a sociopath or a drug addict, or both. And I'm yeah. just like, what the hell, man? Like, it was really sad. Yeah, I think, uh, I <laughs> anyway. think, I think that moment happened when Isla Fisher died. Uh, no, it wasn't there. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, the act of her dying was probably Harmony Corinne trying to do what you're expressing is obviously not in the movie. Is is have a moment where like someone just because she's. She tells him, like, you're a fuck-up or we're a fuck-up, and then she dies. Like, she says, like, she has a final word to him in that moment. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's not doing what you're saying, like, I'm agreeing with you. But, like, uh, basically we're all saying, like, this movie is just a lack of effort. So even even to have that, like, one line that she says to him before she dies, like, still doesn't even, like, drive it home. Because I think everybody in the theater was expecting, was, like, waiting for the laugh. And I feel like I even heard like a few people like move to laugh like when it when she died mm-hmm. that it was just like, yeah, even this death is funny to you, you know, like and I, I'm pretty sure I, I'm willing to bet like a bunch of people in the theater were probably waiting for like Matthew McConaughey to like start talking to a corpse. Yeah. And start, you know, asking to see if she wanted to smoke or something like that. You know what I mean? So um, but yeah, she's like her final line to him is like, you know, we're a fuck up or you're a fuck up. And then like it's. We just hear like the heart monitor go down or something. So, mm-hmm. um, but I agree with you, Jeremy. Anyway, yeah. sorry I fucked up our ending. We were winding down you're very good. nicely, but no, you're good. Anyway, I thought right. that was a slightly different bend to what we had been yeah. saying. And if anyone's wondering why we haven't talked about Zach Efron, it's because I mean, there's nothing there's to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I went to go take a piss. What ha- what happened to his character? He, they just he were just like, away. see, ya. parted ways. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's it. Yeah. Like, just hit the old dusty trail and waved. Yep, and yep. pretty much. You guys, this movie's stupid. I think there was actually a wave too. <laughs> You're not oh, even man. like exact. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But yeah, the the big reveal with his character is that he's wearing like old raver pants that are like you know five sizes too big on the legs. Like that was <laughs> they specifically went out of their way to like not show that in any of the trailers. So they had this like wide shot of him and wearing like jinko jeans. Yeah, and got a got a good laugh from that music box crowd. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, needless to say, uh, I don't think anyone here will be getting the uh, the panini press. No. The the nope. grill marks. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Not even for Halloween. Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying. I'm just, you're the only one here currently with a full beard to play around with. Uh, I just, bet you could get some some grill marks on you. I could probably. Yeah. Probably. We're, right, gonna, we're gonna do. He's gonna do the waffle. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll cut little squares, <laughs> so the, the edges like are beveled. You know what I mean, Damn. like a waffle, like a little waffle squares. That's pretty good. All right, I like that. Yeah, yeah, dude. If you could do that, the waffle press. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, square you up, but like literally. Yeah, yeah. I want it to look like somebody slammed my face in a waffle press. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is a waffle press? You mean waffle iron? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We were just going well, off like know, panini press from like, last week. Telecom class in high school or what did you call it we also had waffle press class <laughs> <laughs> waffle 101 yeah yeah this is your waffle press um all right <laughs> there are many like it but this one is mine <laughs> <laughs> uh all right i think we've said all we needed to say about the beach bum yep I think so. Fantastic. <laughs> I was gonna see if like you just <laughs> just silence, just, just end, just it, end like, it. Yeah, Damn, I just an that up. just an abrupt like sort of. Yeah, sounds good, Dorian. <laughs>